This is Forever Collector, recording Collectors Anonymous with a big time YouTuber. Super, super funny dude. His name is Dino, better known as Rhyme Style. Thanks he, for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool to have you. Um, the the content that you create is really really special. If nobody knows what he he creates, he creates more of like gaming stuff. Um, he also has a big second channel uh, that's for specifically Pokemon. Um, and he does a lot of like cool stuff on like the collecting side and gaming side and discussion stuff. Um, and he's a really, really funny dude. I think a lot of people enjoy his personality and that's why he's come so popular. He can play whatever game he wants and people are going to watch it. I think that's, that's really cool. You know, a lot of people only watch Ninja because of Fortnite and stuff like that. Right. Or whatever. And I think, you know, a personality. You're, ga you're gassing me up too much right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, shit, man. It's cool to have, it's cool to have the, the people that I have on here and the opportunities that I receive is a blessing. So, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for talking Pokemon okay, whatever, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, thank, thank you for having me. I, know, uh, before we even start, yeah, like, I, I found you through Instagram uh, through Explore section like many, many months ago because it was a Skyridge pack that pops up. And that was the one where you pulled the Charizard. That's, yep. that's, that's the first time I came across you. <laughs> that reaction, I felt that reaction in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, man. That's the fucking truth. I that that pack was one of the craziest packs I've ever opened. And like mm -hmm. when I opened that pack, it was Skyridge packs were one hundred and eighty dollars a pack. No big wow. deal. No big deal, right? Mm -hmm. You could open packs up. It was still expensive in, in that time. And like we were mm -hmm. just saying, you know, like I could never imagine spending that much on a Mewtwo Gold Star PSA 10. But now I'd, I'd spend 10 times that, you know, and just to get, you know, yep. a bunch of them. And yep. when you're looking at the, 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 what it was back then, it was still really expensive for a pack, but it was like, you know, not, crazy i wasn't you know spending too much or like feeling like i was going into the hole mm -hmm. opening up skyridge packs now if i open up a skyridge pack i'm like fuck i better pull something you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so that was that was me with with neo genesis because i remember when uh i got so i got a psa 10 lugia yeah i, I wanted to talk pool. about that too and, yep yeah, so I remember like back back when uh, ZNG Emporium first broke his box, he was, he was selling for, like ninety a pack, and I was like, "Damn, ninety a pack!" That hurt. <laughs> and then yeah, I hit what we were thinking like, "Damn, eight hundred dollars a pack is a steal." <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> it's I don't know, man. It's it's been a really crazy journey, um, mm -hmm. like getting here and the amount of money that I've put into my collection and the amount of money that I've been able to receive back out of it is just it's wild it really really is yep uh and you with your lugias you being a big lugia fan you have some of the rarest lugia cards that exist in in yeah. you know pokemon i think so. i own every single one of them everyone ever in psa 10 yeah with the exception of like a couple like regular hollows no, okay there's one i'm <laughs> the one that i'm missing there's a Lost Thunder uh, that came yes. out, what, Yeah, the Hyper ago? Rare. The Hyper Rare GX. Yeah, and I, I tried to buy one back in, like, December, and I was like, $600? Nah, that's too much. And then one <laughs> sold for, like, 1400 last month. I'm like, bro! And so then I started buying packs. I'm thinking, maybe if I can pull one. <laughs> and grade it myself. Yeah, that'd be yeah. nice. We can only hope for that. 
that's always a dilemma. It's like it's like when when something is more recent, you know, you can try to like just either buy it raw or try to pull it, and it just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that oh man, like chasing chasing those cards is like really really hard to you know actually get when you're not aiming for yep. that card. That's when you hit it. <laughs> yep, yep. It's so, so funny. Like, in my last batch. In my last batch, I pulled Tyrannosaur, which is one that I wanted, but I was yeah. going, I was going to chase it afterwards. And of right. course, I pulled that, and I'm like, well, I mean, it's not Lugia, but I'll take it because it's the card <laughs> yep. I wanted the most. Next yep. That's now, what I actually hate about modern Pokemon is the chase because, like, think about it: if you buy a vintage box, it's expensive. You know, you're going to get twelve Fire Hollows in there. Yeah, and there's a good chance you get that, or you get the Lugia, you get the Charizard, you get the Mewtwo's, whatever. Nowadays, it's like you you'll get like thirty booster boxes and not get a card you're looking for because there's so many hyperers, there's so many secretaries in the set. It's like, like I realized how much I hated chasing modern day cards when Hidden Face came out. It took me like a thousand <laughs> plus packs to get that Charizard. Don't even and here's get the me kicker. started. Here's the kicker. I pulled two in the same video. <laughs> <when it happened. laughs> That's hilarious. Same thing with Champion's Path. Champion's Path, I pulled uh, the, the shiny Charizard V in the first, like, I want to say 20 packs. And then by the time I got to 80 packs, I pulled three. Yeah. The next thousand, literally the next 1,000 packs, nothing. Not a, not a rainbow rare, not the, the, the shiny, nothing. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's not an uncommon story, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's so crazy when that comes all too common of a story with modern product. And, like, there's, there's so many, like you said, cards to hit. But I've seen mm-hmm. people pull it out of like four packs out of one, you know, yep. product. I've seen people open up like cases and cases and cases and not hit a Charizard. And like, yep, it was it was the dumbest thing with uh, with uh, Hidden Fates because what the actual intention was, I bought like because Hidden Fates wasn't supposed to happen. Okay, we were all being mm-hmm. told. That it wasn't, there was never going to be an English yep. print. There was never going to be an English print. So Ultra Shiny GX is the set. I have a master set of Ultra Shiny GX. I have every single card, mm-hmm. including every single ice cracked hollow that comes in that mm-hmm. set. And it was <laughs> such a pain in the ass to complete. And the second that I completed mm-hmm. it, Hidden Fates coming down the line. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, bro. So I, for, I haven't for me, put that much effort Ultra into Shiny, the English set. Yeah. Ultra Shiny GX came out, and I bought, I think I bought, like, three boxes, and I pulled the Charizard in the first box. So, like, I got really lucky with the Japanese set. And I remember nice. thinking, like, man, I'm happy. This is not coming out in English, so I, I have this. But then I, I started thinking, like, like I feel like that's, like, my curse. Like, I'll always pull it in, in the Japanese set first, and then in English, I'll just never pull it. Oh, that's such a that's such a horrible thing to notice, right? <laughs> <laughs> for for a while, I was pulling any any like modern day Charizard that would come out. I would always get like real easy. Like I remember Ultra Shine GX Charizard. I pulled my first box. The Burning Shadow Charizard. I think I pulled it like my second box. Like I didn't, I, I didn't even try to hunt for it. I just pulled it. <laughs> and um, Evolution Charizard also came by real quick. And like I, there was like a joke with my friend circle where it's like, yo, any Charizard comes out, Ram gets them immediately. And then Hidden Fates happened. <laughs> then Hidden Fates <laughs> happened, Champions Fast, and I'm like, all right. 
afraid what's about to happen in, in three weeks when uh, Shining Fate comes out. I'm not looking forward to that set. Oh my goodness. And like, I don't, dude, it is so crazy. Cause like, you know, back then, you know, breaking street date and breaking release date wasn't really like a big thing. Per- people weren't like as much of a flex with it. Now, like people are like being able to mark it up like 10,000 times because they got it early. Oh. And yeah. it was wild what some of these cards were doing or and some of these packs like were doing before. Like I know people who are opening packs right now for Shining Fates, like they're selling them and it like comes out, I don't know, wherever they get their product and they're selling them $10 a pack out the gate. And we all know they're paying distributor prices. So it's like, wow, right? Like that's a crazy, crazy markup, but because yeah. it's like that, uh, I don't know that that feeling of getting something when you're not supposed to or something I feel like is what yep, yep. is such the attraction and people will pay whatever the hell it is, you know. Oh, I have the Charizard before everybody. Oh, I have the first graded PSA 10 VMAX, you know. <laughs> yeah. But you also you also get the you, you get the premium of getting that first grade because we all saw what happened to the first hidden face Charizard in 2018. That shit sold for ten thousand dollars. I mean, it was a black, black label. It was a black was like label. A yeah, yeah. But they printed that yeah. set so immaculately that they like. There, how many are there yeah, in the black a black label point. now? A lot, a lot. And actually, I think so. The price is back on the rise. Uh, I think in PWCC, they want there was a black label that just sold for like seven grand plus. It's wow. not ten grand, but it, it's starting to climb. It's but still, getting back. That's there, what I tell yeah. people like being the first to get a modern day card. I get it. You're excited. You want it. I want it. But you also gotta remember those prices are going to die. Like, I I bought my uh my hyper rare Vmax Charizard for like five hundred bucks. I remember, and it got I graded it came back as a ten because every every card printed in modern set is pretty, pretty much, much a ten. Yeah. So it's like I, just just be patient. Just be patient. Don't worry about spending the extra money unless you really want it. Like you know, spend your money how you want it. But just keep in mind, like <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of those cards in print. Yeah. I mean, look look at base set Charizard. Base set Charizard has. 5,000 plus PSA 9. 5,000 plus. And we saw what happened in December, November, where everyone was buying PSA 9s left and right. The price went from like $1,200 to like $6,000. Yep. It was wild. Yep. How much is it worth now? 1200 yep. <laughs> Back to 1200 Why? Because there's just so many in print. Six months before that, it was only selling for 300 So there was still... Yeah. It was still a four times rise in that, you know? So even though it yep. saw it to yep. 6000 the drop back down was still above what we were seeing yep. most of the year last year. So I think that like there's like a really crazy weird spot for like Charizards and how they can fluctuate when there's like a lot of hype and uh, especially with these new sets and like nobody thought that like there was going to be a ton of black labels for the shining Charizard. I yep. mean like I didn't think about that. I mean like there were printing them, pretty still mediocre up until that point you know what i'm saying like yep. uh all the sets like the burning shadows charizard are you fucking kidding me right now like it's hilarious trying to even pull that card in better than a seven condition you know what i'm saying like yeah that i, I they they printed that at like a cat factory or something those cards were, <laughs> were messed up <laughs> uh, so I, I pulled it twice actually i remember the second time i pulled it it was it's like it's just whitening all around i'm like what happened here <laughs> Dude, that thing got into a fight before it ever came out of the pack. <laughs> yeah. But Pop Report is important to talk about. And I know you know your Pop Report because you yep. got the uh, the Pop One Charizard, the PSA 10, the yep. signed one. Yeah. Like, yep. I was trying to push Pop Report as a thing. Like, you know, like, like I said, the reason why the Charizard did that, where it went from 300 bucks to 1200 to 6000 back to 1200 is because it's 5000 print. 
The reason why Lugia as a PSA 9 can exist uh, with such high demand is there's, still, there's only like, what, 300, 400 PSA 9s? That's still yep. pretty low because there's millions of people out there that like Lugia. And of course, you've got the 40, uh, 44 actually now, I think, for the PSA 10. Pop Report is like going to be the future of it. That's why I always say, yo, Watsi is cool and all, but you guys got to pay attention to the Level Xs, the Prime Pokemon, because all those cards are ridiculously low. Mm-hmm. The, I just got uh, a Level X Blaze skin PSA 10 the other day. Nice. Actually, I bought it back in November, but it took a while to ship because of um, uh, COVID and stuff. Well, 35. Yeah. Pop, pop 35. You know, like... Power wow. is something that people should pay attention to way more. A lot more. And I think that's, you know, like, a lot of people, they try to predict, oh, how many sealed first edition Watsi boxes are on the market or exist in general, right? We have no pop reports for that. There mm-hmm. is no database where we can go and look indefinitely and know these things. But with single cards, we can, and at least that are graded. And so we can give ourselves a better idea of our you know, spending power within that, you know, and I think anybody like who's like getting into Pokemon, they should be going after their favorite Pokemon, you know, and getting the best Mm -hmm. of that Pokemon, not just like, you know, getting eights and sevens and stuff like that, because it it took a long time for Pokemon to start producing cards that were going to be guaranteed tens. (laughs) And, and you know, and that was Mm -hmm. uh, a really, I don't know. it, It feels like, it should have happened a lot sooner, but they were just like, you know, we're doing mediocre work forever. It doesn't really matter. We're Pokemon. <laughs> something that, that something that I think people should also focus on is not just first edition. Because, like, when it comes down to classic cards, Watsi especially, the first thing always comes down is first edition, first edition, first edition. First edition is cool, but again, you know what else is cool? Pop Report. Uh, for example, like, I always like to point out Neo Genesis has... Neo Genesis is worse. Yeah, it's, like, really Four. Low. There's four Typhlosions. This, to be fair, there's, is oh, that the T17 or the other one? The, the T17. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lugia, which we, we know there's 44 in first edition. There's 13 in Unlimited. So it's like, wow. I think there's some that there's like none. Some, yeah. some literally have like none. I think Floking yep. has like two. Uh, again, it, it shouldn't just be about first edition <laughs> and like the, the shiny toys. It's, it's, as you said, it's, it's collect your favorite Pokemon and then find out, you know, find what's out there. In like the the rarest of quantities, because look, yep. at the end of the day, we all want we we all want to collect our favorite Pokemon, but there is this like cool factor of knowing that you're like one of four people that own. Because I, I I have a Typhlosion that I pulled and graded yep. at the ten. I'm one of four. I know there's 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 three other that exist in the world, and just knowing something like that is just really, really cool to me. I I I agree totally, and the. The, the fact that I like I take it to a step further because like I've graded a lot more cards that you know I own like their pop reports like two or three I own all of them mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like a really like you know fucking pat myself on the back you done good you know yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the pop report has always been like a really like crucial thing for me and I think that you know, when you look at PSA 10s and PSA 9s, that's that's basically your map on 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 what to do. You know, and a lot of people are like uh, uh, always asking for advice and stuff, and never trying to do research on your uh, on your own time. And I think that's where the best time can be spent is on pop reports. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. It's like uh, I I don't have many signed cards, but I know I know you got some as well from uh, the signing last January. I got a. Uh, Gold Star Charizard is set up there. And I know that there's like what, a handful of these. He never does signatures. Yep. 
And it was uh, his first yeah. American event in like 16 years or 15 years. So that was like, you know, yep. that's really, really wild for an artist. Like Mitsuhiro Arita, like I love him and his signatures are coveted by myself. Mm-hmm. But he does he's done a lot more signings than Fukuda. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yep. astronomical amount of more. Like Fukuda's done signings in Japan and like smaller stuff like that, but like never really outside of Japan. And so it was really crazy to see him at Dallas regionals. And you know, what's funny. That's actually where he went in 2004 too. Mm -hmm. Like it was the same, it was the same regionals. Yeah. In Dallas. So it's Mm -hmm. pretty crazy. Like he, the both times he came to America, it's the same place in Dallas, you know, Mm -hmm. you never New York or like a bigger, you know, um, league cups or regionals and stuff like that i shouldn't say league cups but yeah like the nationals and stuff it's gotta feel weird for people like him and the others and just like they know that if they put their ink on the card they just like skyrocket the value of that card because the funny thing about that charizard (laughs) is so when i when i when i was trying to like get uh gold star charizards back like 2018 i would just buy them every time they popped up and every single time he came back as a nine that one came back a seven (laughs) And you know, sometimes you resubmit it. Yep. Every single time it was a seven. It was not like the best condition card. So yeah. I kept it, you know. And I'm glad I did because the second uh, Leonard hits me up in like uh, December of that month, he goes, hey, just so you know, letting you know right now, we're doing an event. He's coming out. If you send me any Gold Star cards, I'll sign up for you. I'm like, bet. I, ha- I have just the right one. And I'm mad because I had a PSA 9 uh, Mewtwo as well, yeah. which I don't, I think I accidentally sold it. Because I remember I was looking for it and like, because I, I rarely ever sell my cards. But every now and then, I will send cards off to like Troll and Troll for like bulk. You know, like I have a pile of cards that I've opened that I just send off in bulk to get right, the money right. back. Yeah. And I think, I think what happened is, is I, mu- I must have put it in that batch because I saw, I saw the exact same card with the exact same serial number listed on, on their site uh, around that same time. So I'm like, when did I do this? So I think I must have just like, it must have just fall. Maybe I was going through my cards and I just wasn't paying attention because I'm an idiot. But I, I, again, that's another card I would love to have signed. That one. And then, of course, the Charizard, but yeah. I'm never getting rid of it. Like, that, to me, is just so cool. It was it was a really interesting event. Um, it was funny because before, like, the year before, it wasn't, like, that big of a thing. Uh, or I shouldn't say, mm-hmm. like, the year before because it was in January. So, like, a, a straight solid year to prior to that, you know? Um, last mm-hmm. year or in 2019 is when you really saw like the rise in popularity of like signings and stuff, because in 2018, uh, Mitsuhiro Rita, he did the signing at Ocala. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that it is Ocala, uh, in Florida. And he had like, I don't know, like a hundred people, like the entire fucking weekend or something, because it's like a, it's a comic con. So like people aren't there for Arita. People are there for fucking all these famous people in Marvel or whatever. And so he only saw like a hundred people like the whole weekend, the following year, they had to shut down other parts of the fucking convention just to (laughs) cater to the hundreds and hundreds of people stuck in line, not even being able to get their card signed (laughs) one fucking time in an 11 hour period. No air conditioning in the room. Yeah. Wow. One year. How, how different that is, man. Mm Hmm. Like signings wow. are going to get even more popular, I think. And that's why I, I collect a lot of them because when all that happens, I want everybody to look and say, Hey, look at Carlos's collection. That's just wild. Is the, uh, the pop one Charizard that you have, is that your favorite one that you own? 
Um, it's definitely like the coolest one that I own, I think. Um, but my mm. favorite one that I own is probably, I don't even, so the Fakuda stuff is what really, I feel like set, m- set me apart in terms of like the signed stuff. Cause I haven't really publicized a lot of my other sign. I don't have just signed cards. I have signed items. I have signed packs. I have signed boxes. Mm-hmm. Fakuda actually mm-hmm. did the entire box art for Japanese legend maker. And every single mm-hmm. pack inside the box is the exact same art as the box, right? Mm-hmm. So there is no four pack arts in, J- in Japanese. Every pack's the same art. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then he did the Mew promo, the exact same Mew promo that's on the pack and the box as mm-hmm. a card in the set. So I had this four piece signed and I have the box signed. I have the pack signed and I have the promo in English and Japanese signed and sketched mm-hmm. all personalized to Mew and sketched with Mew. It's like, <laughs> it's, I, I really, you know, the uniqueness of the items getting signed is what I really think is crucial for me. You know, like there's like this, yeah. um, you know, Midori Harada, she's not really a well-known artist, but she actually did the mysterious <laughs> mountains art, the Japanese Sky Ridge pack art. And it's a really epic scene with all of like the legendary Pokemons and like Charizard, like coming around this, this ridge on this mountain. And, um, it was, I have, uh, I've seen a piece that's signed and sketched by Midori Harada. And it's like seeing the Mona Lisa not signed by Da Vinci (laughs) and then signed by Da Vinci. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, wow, what a difference that makes. (laughs) Yeah. I think. I don't know. I love signatures so much. There's a lot to mm-hmm. be, lot to be done there. Cause you can get anything signed, you know, like a lot of people, like they would, they would be impressed if you had Babe Ruth's signature on like a fucking napkin. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm right, saying? Right. Like it's not even something significant It's a fucking napkin, you know, but that would still be an oppressive thing. And so I think, you know, signatures just in general, like I, like how many like, people have been collecting signatures for, I don't know, hundreds of years. How, you know, how, how long has s- signing things like autographing things been a thing, you know, for a long mm-hmm. time, I guess I'm not really like up to speed on that. Yeah. This reminds me of, I think it's Ethan Pratt who owns it, but he owns a, uh, a alpha black Lotus signed by Christopher rush. And you can't, I mean, Christopher he passed rush, away. Like, he, he passed, he away, passed walk- away. Yeah. So it's like, um, yeah, it's like, when you get to the point where you can't even get the signatures, that even shows you like <laughs> how much more rare something can become. Like, man, <laughs> I agree. Though. I think I think, uh, I think there's gonna be a lot of room for science stuff to grow over the course of the future of the hobby. Like, and to I, me, it's always been like the, uh, collecting the art piece first because like I I just love yeah, seeing the art. You know, like, like right. You see a Charizard, it's like this is it's not the best Charizard uh, art, but it's just like it's just iconic. Yeah. Like you see this picture, it reminds you of like that time where, you know, there really wasn't too much to think about. Like, you just go to school, you hang out with your friends, you trade Pokemon, like, like that. It's just, right. That's what it's all about. Definitely. And I think uh, there's, oh, man. Like, having having these pieces just around is, is, is really, really nice. Like, being into Pokemon mm-hmm. has probably been, like, one of the best things for me and like for myself, you know, cause like I've never really had, I've had like, I, I come from like gems and jewelry and I come from like, you know, uh, hosting festivals and stuff like that. And like being in the music industry too. And I never really like collected a lot of things, you know, and like was really like felt a part of like a community. And like when I got into Pokemon, it was like the, 
most amazing thing. Like uh, Pokemon community is right. probably one of the best communities on the planet. Like to be completely honest. I agree. I agree. And there's, there's definitely a lot of niches you can be in and like have a, a really good place in like Pokemon. Mm-hmm. There's not just, it's not just one person. It's like, there's a sealed collector. There's a PSA 10 collector. There's a promo collector. There's a master set collector. You know, like you can collect all kinds of shit. There's only store, uh, like store item collectors or sign collectors, you know, uh, autograph, you know, you can, the possibilities are almost endless of what you can collect in Pokemon. You, you even get the ones who just collect Bidoof. <laughs> like, I, I was saying this earlier. I, I, I literally recorded a video before we did this. And in, in the video, I said it's like every. Every Pokemon is someone's favorite Pokemon. And I yeah. got to go show you. Like, well, you're, it, it, there's, there's something for everybody in this hobby. And that's something that I absolutely love about this. Definitely. Pokemon has been really, really good to me. So every chance I get, you know, I try to give back. And I try to, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, make sure that everybody understands that I, I love them as much as they love me. Because I wouldn't even, you know what I'm saying? Like, if there wasn't the kind of community here, I wouldn't have been here. You know what I'm saying? I would have been collecting <laughs> <Right>. in private. <laughs> I wouldn't be talking to nobody, you know, just fucking whatever, you know? Because a few years ago, is that that's what I got into it. And, like, I kind of, like, started to try to buy my childhood. I, I was doing really well with my gem business. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, fuck it. Let's spend a couple thousand dollars and just open up packs from when we were kids, you know? And back then... First edition fossil boxes were like 800 bucks. So it wasn't like yeah. a big deal, you know, as much as it is well, now. What we, should, what we should talk about is EX series stuff. Cause I know you, you made the I'm good decision big. to get EX series boxes. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I missed out. I, I severely, like, I'll never forget. I had an opportunity to buy like a couple boxes, like a year and a half, two years ago. I was, I was, I was going to get Hollow Phantoms. I was going to get EX Dragon Frontier. I'm talking about like yeah. three or four thousand a box. Yep. And my dumbass, my dumbass didn't pull the trigger. <laughs> I don't know why. I, 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 I told myself maybe I shouldn't. And I'm like looking back at it, I'm like, man, I, I really missed out. I mean, that's the other thing that to kind of talk about is like there is a bit of FOMO when it comes down to collecting like the. Yeah. Stuff, especially yep. the and we've been. Like, yeah. Because. What, I, you, yep. what you don't get today. Next, next week is going to be unreachable. <laughs> yep. And I feel like there's a lot of, you know, a lot of, uh, desperation or like, you know, excitedness where like people come out and like, I was just talking about this to my homie about like the recent crazy demand in modern product. You know what I'm saying? And like, mm-hmm. there's also like a lot of people, you know, I'm going to give it away a little bit, but not a lot of people know it's been like a waifu thing. And I don't know if you know what waifu means. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, yeah. And it's so like a whole bunch of these modern trainer full arts are now waifu. So like all these crazy people are like collecting these cards that aren't even into Pokemon. They're just into waifu stuff. And that's like now a waifu thing. And so you're seeing all these crazy demand that's on top of like, you see, you know, you have, you have like 10 boxes in the room. 10 people are, uh, are definitely interested. 80 people out of that room might be interested and 20 people are definitely not interested. But when you say mm-hmm. that there's only 10 boxes, 99 people mm-hmm. out of the hundred are going to be like, where the fuck's my box, pal? I want my fucking yeah. box. <laughs> so like you it see, it kind of sucks to. Let's say it kind of sucks for the people who also play the TCG because like yeah. there's some people that just want to play the game, and unfortunately, some people do get hit by the collectors, people like us that kind of like <laughs> derail the prices for them because like 
you got the people who just want to play the game, but they they can't get they can't build the, the decks that they want because the cards that they're looking for are worth now four times the amount. And it's like yeah. unfortunately that happens in like every single TCG or every single kind of hobby. But like I feel for them because like looking back at it, it's like imagine just wanting to build a deck, but you see you that Cynthia yeah. card, which was like a hundred dollars. Yep. It's like, do I, do I really want to build this deck? Can I can I afford to build this deck? <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, and thankfully Pokemon at least makes different levels, you know, so you can have a full R or a hyper rare or just a regular hollow or non-hollow, you know, so like you have opportunities to own the card in, in more than one way. So thankfully, you know, and that's, you yep, look James, into any yep. other trading card, you know, if like in magic, like I know I have some homies that spend fucking $5,000 on a fucking deck. Okay. Because they want the <laughs> hollow mythics. They want all these fucking crazy yep. cards in their deck. And it's like, bro, like, who are you trying to show off for? Like fucking Momo, who's <laughs> your opponent? Like, come on. Now. <laughs> you know? And so it's just like, I just, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I agree with you that I feel bad for them, but you know, that I'm at least thankful that Pokemon creates different levels. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep, so yep, yep, at yep. least they do that. And the kind of combats that leave the higher echelon stuff. But I mean, mm-hmm. when you're showing up to a deck or a tournament with a, you know, a $3,000 fucking deck, man, you know, you know that <laughs> you're, you're trying to like, you know, overcompensate, I think almost, you know, you a good deck yeah. is a good deck, whether or not you have the secret rares or the hyper rares for that deck, you know, but yeah, I mm-hmm. agree with you. Like there's like some of like the V maxes right now, or like the GXs. That only came in like a full art version or a hyper rare version. So they, they are paying out the ass, but like Pokemon's combating that. What are they doing? They're building those league battle decks. I don't know if you've seen yep. those, like yep. the 80, they built ADP, they built Centiscorch, they built Eternatus. They, they now sell Jirachi as a promo, you know, cause like they saw all these cards like going crazy, crazy in value and that tournament players it was unreachable. And that's definitely not fair to them. So they were like, let's combat this shit a little bit. And we'll make a promo. Yep, yep. I do. I do like that they compensated for both sides. You know, again, us yes. collectors, we got our hypers and rainbow rares that we can go for, and they got some like for TC, for the, like the TG players as well. But hundred percent. Yeah, I, I like that they actually do that. It's definitely a a, a good thing when you see a business try to like keep you know everybody happy. You always yeah, see which like is very rare too. Very rare. Oh yeah, I was just going to say that. It's like, you know, you don't see a lot of companies cater to every part of their market. It's the majority of their mm-hmm. market fuck everybody else, you know. <laughs> yep, <And> yep. So, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, so what else uh what else do you like to collect in terms of like not necessarily Pokémon? Are you like do you like to collect like rare art figurines or like, you know, Ooh, is that Conker's Bad Fur Day? You son of a bitch! Wow, that is cool. It, and what what makes me love this so much more is it sealed? So I've been like trying to pull the tr- yeah it's sealed. Oh. I've been trying to pull the trigger on this for the longest. Well, maybe buy this specific one is because it's got the the tag, the nineteen ninety nine. Oh my goodness, the original. But no, I think sealed games. Sealed games to me are I don't know again. You're a kid. You buy a game. You just crack open to crack open to the games and just play play them right out the box. But something about owning these games when I'm older and sealed is just like I love it. And I feel like yeah, if a lot of people like it's 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 way harder to get sealed games because like who saved sealed games back in the day? Yep. Nobody. Yep. So, nobody. Yeah. 
They definitely no, were meant to game. be open. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so, open and plate. Yep. And so, like, there was Sealed. such a finite source of those boxes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I don't know what the company is, but that grades them. Have you ever thought about grading it? So, yes, kind of, but I don't really care for it. The thing about grading a card, the main reason why I like doing it is because you know it gets encapsulated and it's safe in that little capsule for right. forever. Right. Whereas with these, it's not going to get bent. Like, I mean, I'm mean, granted, you can also argue you can just get a case for the cards as well, but I don't know. I just like the fact that when you get, get a card graded, it, like, you know that's the condition and it stays like that forever. Right. With these, like, I think the only reason why I'm not doing this is because of the same reason why I hate grading today with PSA and Beckett because it just takes forever. Right. Uh, but at the same time, for me, it just more, has always been more about just getting the actual games themselves. Maybe one day I'll pull the trigger, uh, see what happens. But like, uh, I just like owning the game, you know, right. being able to hold it, you know. Have you seen? If, uh, if I take it out that case, just holding like the, 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 the plastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just holding the plastic. It's just the feel of it is still for me. I bet, I bet that's pretty wild, like, because. Like that cellophane is a very specific type of cellophane. So you can, you know, you feel Mm -hmm. that. And so, you know, that that's like legitimate. And so with boxes, if you don't have a lot of, uh, you know, experience with these boxes, like you don't know what the feel is, you know, that plastic Mm -hmm. doesn't feel right. It's not cellophane. It's like a nylon almost, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like a stretchy, like that stuff doesn't stretch at all. It breaks. And so. It's, yep, yep. you know, that feeling you've seen them on cigarette packs and many, many, many products. You don't see these types of yep. seals on other products. You know, there's a very like stretchy nylon-y almost type of feel. I don't know. Pokemon was interesting, but, um, I was curious, uh, have you, did you see the, uh, the Mario game that sold for, I think 1.8 million that was graded? Yes. So it's interesting to me because. I would be afraid to pay that much for a game because so uh, I don't know if, how much you like I'm, done I, research on the old game. Yeah, they yeah. Had sticker seals before they did the official release, so basically it was just a cardboard box with a sticker. But it's like, what stops what stops them pretty much from just being able to just like print one of those stickers and just slap it, it onto on the there. game? Just, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I honestly like actually hold on, I got well just for you. I got one. I got this. Oh um, damn! Wow. Okay, sealed. that's like, some it's heat. Got the, it's got the HD and everything. Yep. Again, to me, I I much rather have it sealed than a sticker seal, which is going to sound probably wild to some people. Yeah, but I don't know. I, again, just just holding that sealed game to me, it just feels special. It reminds me of of that time my childhood. Like you know, you're playing these games, trying to beat them in one night. Like yeah. I don't know. Like I I love sealed games just as much as Pokemon. Yeah, I was. So uh, that, that, that sucks about collecting games is, is you're way more limited with what you can get because it's like they've printed 85,000 different <laughs> versions of this. what you right. have you done like yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I bought pretty much every 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 game that I've ever wanted to collect and I'm like now what <laughs> right I I love I love sealed games I'm just scared I thought you were going to mention that but I'm just scared about you know um, the eventual degradation of like the little battery that's in most of those cartridge games right and so I've seen, you know, like really bad boxes, you know, and it just was like, uh, one graded car or graded game. It was, uh, Nintendo 64 game and it had, mm-hmm. but it was kept in a very poor environment. You know what I'm saying? Like your environment is a hundred percent key to the vitality of that little battery that's in there. And mm-hmm. so 
I think it was kept in a poor quality, but like it fucking ruined it. It was like exploded and like the plastic was melted and it was like, it was all ugly looking. I was like, I don't ever want that to happen to my (laughs) shit, bro. Like that's scary. So like I, I haven't pulled the trigger. I own some boxes. I really like the box art and stuff like that. And I think, you know, Mm -hmm. I pretend that they're sealed. And so it makes me feel better. (laughs) (laughs) feel that <laughs> definitely but yeah collect it that's a really really impressive like sealed game collection wow conquer's bad fur day i remember hours and out dude like and the second that my mother found out what the fuck i was actually doing in that little game she was like get it out of my fucking house what are you doing bro <laughs> i was like it's not the time i just spent just playing like the multiplayer mode against the bots like i yep. i literally played that game more than anything in my childhood <laughs> yeah it was so fun and like there's so much to do in that game too, like the the antics and like the bullshit that you could just run around and say yep. and do. It was just wild. Mm-hmm. Blew my little nine year old mind. With all mine. I think I got. I, I think I got this for like three hundred bucks. And then wow, the most I spent on the game, I had Mario sixty four sealed in the first print as well. I nice. think I spent five hundred on that. And I, I got lucky with all of this because, like, basic. Oh shit. We lost you, pal. Oh, you're there. I can see you, but I I'm can't hear you. Uh, my recording briefly stopped, but I'm uh continue recording again. Okay. So it stopped at thirty six fifty six uh from uh the editing standpoint. Okay. Let's record again now. Okay, perfect. Uh, so when I send you both of these files, you have both of these. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can still see me now. Yep. What I was gonna say is, is um. Shit, what was I saying before? Before you're talking out? about uh, the '64 Mario um, and the first print, how you got lucky buying that? Oh yeah, so uh, these games aren't, aren't like always on sale, so I would just always just pop it on eBay every couple of days to see if something pops up. And there was a period where it was the same seller; he would just list a new Mario game like every other week. So I'm like, right. shit, like, all right, let me get this, let me get this. And no one's like really like keeping an eye on these, so I got lucky. I got the uh, Mario Bros. Three. Mario Bros. Uh, or Mario 64, and a couple other ones, all basically within a month span. And again, <laughs> I beat the game in like a week. I was like, "Well, shit, now what?" <laughs> but I mean, I'd rather I'd rather get these I'd rather get these for a steal than you know, like figure out like how am I going to pay for this? <laughs> yeah, and that uh, you know, I, I don't know. There's uh, there's a lot of like I don't know up up or uh, I don't know rises in in pricing like fast, very very fast, and so. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. I have to get it right now. And when I mm-hmm. miss out is like, when I get stuff, it usually is like stagnant for a while. But when I miss out on something, it fucking skyrockets. It's like, it's always like a yep. cursed thing too with me. Pomo. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. It's always a curse with me though. If like, I don't pull a trigger, then it goes up. But if I do pull a trigger, it's like, oh wow, Carlos, great. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and so i definitely you know i feel for that and getting them in a month span that's like pretty impressive and you know some dedication at least you're spending you know at least 10 20 minutes a day looking at that while you're mm-hmm. having to do your full-time job and all types of other stuff that you do you have a family or a wife and a dog i don't know if you have any kids mm-hmm. um but yeah and so i love your dog by the way your fucking dog's hilarious <laughs> the bottle um i uh I grew up with the English bulldog and he was like that too. Like he would just be like, Oh no, 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 no. This is mine. This is mine. (laughs) (laughs) And so I definitely felt that other, I don't know. It was like two days ago, I think, but, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, I think collecting is, um, 
I don't know how to say it. It's a very good character uh, aspect, you know, and you can tell, Mm -hmm. you can tell a lot about a person of what they collect, you know, like some people collect Mm -hmm. like weird, crazy shit that, you know, probably shouldn't be collecting. We were saying this before we started recording, but it's like yep. looking back at it, it's like, you know, you got people who, who like buy chains and stuff. And I remember I said this to you earlier. It's like when I was a kid, I was used to look at that and be like, why would anyone spend that much money on chains and stuff? And now I'm looking at it, I'm like, chains to me is, is Pokemon today. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I see that Charizard that Bracelets I was. I'm like, I need jewelry. this. I don't care how much yeah. I need it. Yeah, yeah. And bracelets and jewelry was just like a, a really big thing. And growing up in the 90s and with all like the, you know, gangster rap and, um, you know, culture that was coming along with it. I think that, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of like the older culture, they're not even really into that. They're into like, you know, the expensive watches that are like low key mm-hmm. and not like into these big, huge iced out chains. You know, they're into like a 10 carat rock on their finger and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so when you see a lot of these like urban kids go from like chains and like bracelets and all this jewelry stuff to like collecting expensive cards and like collectibles and stuff. I think that there's like a really big shift happening right now where we're kind of seeing, you know, where people are more leaning towards stuff that means a lot to them and can have intrinsic value, you know, later on or, you know, rise in value later on and so i think that mm-hmm. you know that kind of like culture is dying down the chains and all that I'm, i shouldn't say dying down but like there's a lot more people collecting pokemon cards now you know like there's more athletes than ever collecting po- pokemon cards and spending mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of dollars on it and there's more um like you know youtubers and other people that are coming into the hobby now and you're seeing you know auction houses host bigger Pokemon auctions than they ever have in the last six months and they have in, you know, the last 10 years. And it's really interesting to see I wanna talk, Pokemon. Actually, a lot of people don't like that, but I, I severely disagree with that idea only because it's like, gotta look at the whole picture. Why do people not like when celebrities come into this price to go up? Thing is, is prices have already been going up for these things for the last for a long time. Yeah. Of existence. Yep. Yeah. Obviously, when you get the Logan Pauls to pop in, prices will go up faster. But like the thing is, is the people that have been coming into the, into this hobby, they're doing it for the same reason that we are. Like, like I've talked to Logan before. I've I've done literally openings with him on Facetime. That man loves his cards. He <laughs> loves his stuff as much as we do. So yeah. whenever people are like, I hate it that he's doing this, I'm like, he's doing what we're doing. Like. There's no reason why we should ever gatekeep anybody from this hobby because, again, the same reason why we love it is why some people love us as well. Now, yeah. obviously, you might get some bad apples to pop in that are just trying to make money, but you know that they're doing that for the money at that point. It's yeah. really easy to point them out. Yeah. But anybody else that's purely passionate about this, like Logan Paul, for example, you know they, they're in it for that exact reason that we are, and we should never, ever gatekeep that. It's like, I think, like think about you know, it. It's like, imagine someone comes into your life and is like, hey, you shouldn't, you shouldn't get into this. Get out. It's like, why? I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel that. And I think that, you know, a lot of people we're we're in the age of like where people are really, you know, judgmental on the moral standpoint mm-hmm. or like the past actions of one person. And honestly, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think you or I would ever want to be publicly judged on our worst decision we've ever made. And so, yeah, you know, we, I mean, we, it's so easy grow. to publicly like, uh, to publicly 
you know, judge somebody for what they did because why he did it publicly. And so mm-hmm. you're, you're going to see people always be mad at him. And I think that, yep. you know, that's fair. No matter what he does, people aren't going to like him because of what he did. And that's fair. I mean, you can't expect your, your, your newfound self or like better, you know, decision making now to, to, um, just erase your past. But I don't think that other mm-hmm. people should just be using that to like try to ruin you and ruin your career. And uh, all, you know yep. what I'm saying? Like we make, we've made all made very bad decisions before that. Yep. And even some like, you know, we're just in that culture, right? It could have been a good decision here, but it could have been a very, very bad decision in Indonesia or some other country in the world, you know? So like who even defines yep. what a good decision and bad decision is? Uh, based on what country you're in, you know, and there's a lot of, you know, I have my moral ethics. I would never cross anything for that, for money or for all that. And I'm okay with that. So I don't need to like judge anybody else on that. And I just, I let people be who they're going to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, and with Pokemon, like celebrities coming in, would, would everybody be upset if like Justin Bieber came into the hobby and like all of a sudden was doing all kinds of crazy shit or like Mark Wahlberg or, you know what I'm saying? Like people who mm-hmm. haven't necessarily made like very bad public decisions before, you know, and, but probably have made bad decisions before. And mm-hmm. so are we, are we going to keep them out of the hobby too and make sure that we can't, or they can't get any piece of that pie? You know what I'm saying? No, I don't think we should, mm-hmm. but I, I understand why people are not going to like somebody. So I just let it be. I don't, you know, you don't like them. You like yep, them. Yep. I, whatever. I don't really have mm-hmm. an opinion anymore. I just do me and fucking collect what I like. Yep. <laughs> and a lot of the yep. stuff that, you know, I'm into isn't first edition base set. So fucking whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's affecting me too much uh, and, and, and that you know like i'm just seeing certain things rise in my collection i'm not buying first edition base set you know avidly and i never really was i'm, I'm i love base mm-hmm. set for what it is but i'm not the i'm not the biggest fan for base set you know like base set mutual right, art right, right. isn't even close to my favorite mutual art that there is shining mutual is probably the fucking best art or gold star mutual fucking best fucking you know Back. fucking what are we talking <laughs> about you know and so it's like these base set arts and these all these other stuff rising and stuff, I don't really see an issue with it. And a lot of people, you know, aren't necessarily, you know, like nobody's bitching about other pe- other famous people coming in. And so I think it just, you know, I, pe- let people do what they want to do. Fucking worry about exactly. yourself. Exactly. A lot of people want to, a lot of people want to like, you know, point at other people instead of, you know, saying, hey, I need to do something, you know, it's yep. easier yep. to yep. do that. And so whatever. I'm I'm in my lane, they're in their lane, you know. Let I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I just do me. And Pokemon, that's what it should be about. It shouldn't be about, you know, mm-hmm. worrying about everybody else's fucking decisions that they make in their life. That's their life. Let them make the decision, you know. Yep. And when, mm-hmm. you know, just because they bought something that may affect your buying ability or selling ability doesn't mean that, you know, they don't have just as much right to be in this community as you do. And then mm-hmm. until we're in, you know, a country with no rights, then we really can't fucking complain. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yep. but Pokemon has been really, really good to me. And so I try to give back as much as possible and do like yep. the giveaways and, you know, try to like 
make other people's days. Like I just did that art contest, which was like a really, really big thing. And I was really happy to do it. Mm. And I'm going to do like another, uh, like another contest here soon. This is like a little sneak peek, I guess, but it's like a photo, photo contest. So we're going to do a photo contest next and we're going to give like a cash prize and just like have fun, you know, like this is what Pokemon's mm-hmm. about is like having fun yep, yep, yep. and being inclusive and don't worry about all the bullshit. Like that's why, you know, people yep. don't talk about politics and all this other shit in Pokemon. We're talking about Pokemon mm-hmm. here, you know? Let's talk about Pokemon. <laughs> and yep, I, yep. I'm all about that. Every day of the week, all day long. Because there's so much other shit that I have to worry about when I leave this office, you know? I don't want to mm-hmm. come in this office and worry about that. Yep, and so, yep. yeah, photo contests, uh, I think, is going to be really fun. I want to do, like, a lot more contests and, like, stuff like that. There's, like, uh, like giveaways and stuff are cool. You know, like, share this mm-hmm. post. It's very unoriginal, though. <laughs> and, you know, the the interaction, I think, is, you know, it's there. But I think that if you get creative, like, doing some kind of contest like that can also bring a lot of interaction from a lot of different people and other markets that you weren't being exposed to before. Yep. Meaning, like, photographers, you know, like, for this photo contest. They may not necessarily be into Pokemon, but they're a very creative photographer. Right. Mm-hmm. So now they're in the Pokemon because <laughs> <Yep. laughs> they joined this contest. Right. Or like an artist, yep. so, somebody who's trying to come up, you know, and like come up in the artist world and be uh, whatever and create designs and, you know, be a, a hired, you know, freelance artist and stuff. But they're not necessarily into Pokemon. But now being mm-hmm. exposed to Pokemon, they're able to create their own space and flourish. And I think that's. A really special ability that, you know, people like us have to to share with others. You know, some people not might not be as blessed to be in this position. So always giving back is crucial for me. Crucial. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, and I don't know, like uh your YouTube's is pretty fucking huge. I don't know what like you do um like for your community, but like your community loves you, like fucking loves you. It's crazy. <laughs> I was like watching some of your streams and watching some of your videos and like the comments on there and the love that you get is just amazing, bro. So like that's got to be pretty like, you know, good feeling, right? I, I tend to always forget the position that I'm in because like I, I've been doing YouTube and just content creation in general the same way every single day since day one. So like yeah. when nobody was watching to when people are watching, like I tried to like, you know, I try not to look at the numbers as, as like a, like a, like a main thing to kind of like, I don't know, dictate how far I'll come to me. It's all about just walking into this office every single day, sitting down, recording, having fun, editing the video and uploading it. And that's what it's always going to be. And the fact that like, you know, obviously I was able to make something of it is like, it's, it's very special. And I love, yeah. uh, you know, the thing that, we were able to build with our community, but it's like, I get, I just like, I just like doing it. You know, I, ne- I never started creating content with the, with the intention of like, Oh, I'm going to blow up. Oh, I'm going to make money off of this. I'm going to do this. Yeah. this and that. My yep. intention were the same as they were day one. I want to sit down and just create something using something that I love and upload and share with everybody else, you know? Yep. And th- that's why I have a Pokemon channel. That's why I have my main channel. It, it's always been the main goal and just being able to sit down and just, you know, have fun. And what you were saying, like, you know, there's a lot of bullshit out in this world, a lot, depending on where you live. Like, there there isn't a single place in this world where there isn't bullshit. 
and being able to just like step away from that bullshit for a quick second, so you can, which you can do by you know um, hopping in the live streams or watching other people's videos. It's like it's, it's a very special thing. Yeah. And it again, I, I, again, I just love the fact that that this community even exists. Whether you're watching, you know, my channel, or other people's channels, just being able to provide some kind of content for people to have that thing to escape from all the shit that's around them is just dope to me. I think, uh, I think the, the space you've created is like extra special. Like I said, there's a lot of, a lot of people who are like, you know, very specific genres or very, you know, you're kind of like all over the place. You mm-hmm. just do what you like to do and people like that. And so like, there's not very mm-hmm. many other creators that get to do that. They're kind of like, you know, and people in general, mm-hmm. you know, like musicians, they're expected to make this, the same kind of album that they just created, you know, the same type of yep. shit. And it's like, you know, they have deadlines and all this crazy shit. You're all on your own. You do it. You upload, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, and that's like, really nice you get to do it because you like to do it not because you have to do Mm -hmm. it and that's like Mm -hmm. where you really i think it separates like a joy from a job you know and so yep yep that's cool man that's very cool and 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 to be able to allow you to be you know financially free of you know debt or whatever the case may be is extremely special because not a lot of people Mm -hmm. get to be able to turn that joy also into a financially successful position and so you know Mm -hmm. i know a lot of people who are very happy and they're not the richest people and those people are like fucking those are the ones you want to look at you know and pay attention to and like try to like do the same type of shit that they do i know a lot Mm -hmm. of millionaires and a lot of rich fucking people that ain't happy that ain't happy at all with themselves and Mm -hmm. you know and financial freedom does not guarantee happiness at all and so there's, 100%. getting rich is not the fucking key here you know it's it's about being happy mm-hmm. with yourself and doing what you need to do for yourself mm-hmm. then you know that's always, try to, that's always try to push the people like that one thing that you grew up with don't ever let it go yep. and that, that, that's something that Pokemon represents because like I mean think about it as we're growing up we're always being told like alright you're not going to have time for video games you're not going to have time for Pokemon you're going to have to like let all that stuff go at some point as you're getting older and the fucked up part is, is we, my, myself included, at one point were convinced that, that this was the path of, of adulthood, of, of life. Because I'll never forget, when I essentially dropped Pokemon as a kid, I didn't drop it because I wanted to. I dropped it because I thought I had to. Like, yeah. As I was getting older, you know, you know like when you, when you, when you right. have toys growing up, you think like, man, am I too old for these? Like, yep. that idea is implanted by society. This, nobody grows up, grows up and goes, yep. you know what, it's time to put these down. No, you, you put them down because society tells and I'll never forget when I when I dropped Pokemon, you know I I I went to Yu Gi Oh because you know, it was just really Same really here. fun to play. Yep. And I never really saw Yu Gi Oh as a thing where it was just all about collecting. Like I, I played Yu Gi Oh, which is why I was so into it. But even that, then, at some point, I started realizing, like, man, what what dropped this? Why do I let it go? And when I when I let it go, there was like this like time in my life where I there was something that was missing. And I didn't know what it was. And I remember like even when I uh, when I graduated college and moved out here. I remember every time I would walk by the stores and see like the card section, I used to always look, look at it and be like, man, the good old times. But again, <laughs> I never knew why I, I stopped going to it. Yep. And it wasn't until, uh, it wasn't until, like I said, 2016 when, when Evolution, Extra Evolutions came out. I'm like, let me, uh, let me just get a box. I, I, I want to see if I can pull the Charizard because I never did when I was a kid. Right. And the first time I got those cards again, I'm like, this right here is what I was missing. Why yep. the fuck did I ever, why did I ever put this down? Yeah. Why, why did I listen to society? That's always tell people like, look, man, 
the key to happiness, while money can help alleviate, you know, stress like debt and stuff like that. I'm well, not 100%, that money and I think that, yep, I agree. Yep. It doesn't completely buy happiness. It, it can't help you. The one thing that, that is the key to pure happiness is, is never let go of those things that made you happy, like those memories that you grew up with. Because, yeah. like, because think about it, if you abandon all that, then, like, what do you do for joy? Like, you just come home every single day from work or whatever and just just watch TV. It's like, just empty. Now you got to find that thing that, 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 that made you happy. You know, play some video games. Go back and play some of those games you grew up with. Right. Get back into Pokemon. Get those things that, that, that made you happy when you were younger and never let them go. That's the key to Definitely. happiness right there. That right there is the key. I agree totally. There's a lot of, you know, riffraff about, you know, what can make you happy. And I can I can agree with that statement mm-hmm. for sure. There's a lot of people, you know, to struggle. And um, there was, you know, there's, I, I, I come from a, a poor a poor household, you know. And so, mm-hmm. I, growing up, I didn't get a lot of Pokemon. And when I got Pokemon, it represented not, you know, a kid getting what he wanted. It represented, I worked hard for this. I deserved this. This is what I get for being mm-hmm. a good kid. And so yep, it was always like, here you go, Carlos. And it was like, fucking A. I was so incentivized to be better than I was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yep, I yep. think that when people get that more in their life, then they start to strive for more, you know? And I think that mm-hmm. Pokemon is such a strange thing that can I can bring that on again as an adult, you know, and Mm -hmm. Pokemon has strived, made me strive to be a better person. You know what I'm saying? It has made me a much better man than I was two years ago. Like to, to be, Mm -hmm. to be as completely honest as I can, because, you know, we all trying to blow smoke and say we're the fucking best, but we're not. And every day we can improve. And so I think, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it was, it was a a blessing. Definitely every day. I, I wake up and I'm thankful mm-hmm. to be in the position I am with Pokemon and to be able to like bring all that back, you know? And like, just like I was mm-hmm. telling you, I was at that, at that store and, uh, we, we were opening them up and it was crazy. Like the excitement, like the dude's hands were literally shaking as he was opening. <laughs> he was like, Oh my God, yep. this is so crazy. You know? And he pulls yep. that Blastoise son and like, it erupted. It was a couple of, it was like four, four guys, but it erupted. It was like a whole fucking, like somebody just scored a goal on Manchester United, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it was such a crazy moment. And that is like what I want all the time. And I think that, you mm-hmm. know, Pokemon, wow, what a crazy thing to bring everybody back to as a, as an adult. Cause like it wasn't necessarily evolutions that got me back into it. It was like, pokemon go and all my friends yeah, talking pokemon about yep. about that shit and i wasn't even like trying to buy the cards i was just like man this is dope as hell you can like take pictures with your pokemon and shit like this is cool you know mm-hmm. and i that concept always like got to me and so it wasn't until like a year a year and a half later that i actually was like what the fuck there's cards still and like <laughs> people like play this shit you know and i just discovered yep, yep. I rediscovered this whole new world again, and it was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And I immediately fell in love, and here I am today talking to Rhyme Style about fucking Pokemon on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought, right? See, that's why I'm always like, that's always anti gatekeeping in any way. I was like, I don't care who who's out there that gets into this shit. They, they should absolutely get a chance to experience that joy. I got Logic back into Pokemon as well back in October, 
That's and, dope. Know, <laughs> I got him to so <laughs> I have to buy a couple boxes. And I remember he, he FaceTimes me one day and just goes, I think I'm going to open one up. And I'm like, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. These, these boxes are kind of crazy. and You just can't get another one. And I'm like, wait a minute. You can't get another one. You're logic. So if you want to go for it. And watching him, watching him open a base set box and pulling a Charizard in that, like, the fourth pack and just feeling that hype, that joy, like what yeah. you were just describing, like the entire room erupted. Like that right there, just not feeling like it. Again, that's why I'm like, anybody that wants to get into Pokemon, you're more than welcome in this community. You're 100% welcome in this shit. Definitely. I think more people in the community is is better. The more the merrier. Because, you know, when I yep. was doing this, when I first started, there was only a few other Instagram accounts. You know what I'm saying? There wasn't that mm-hmm. many other people creating Instagram content for Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And now there's so many people and there's so many different things that they bring to the hobby and like connections that I've been able to make because they're like, hey, uh, I just came in. I want to sell this collection, blah, you know? And so it's like the the opportunities that you get from being in the position and you know like you said doing it for nobody you know like when there was zero viewers nobody gave a shit about your content mm-hmm. you still fucking you're doing mm-hmm. it for you you weren't doing it for fucking anybody else and i think mm-hmm. that's why you know i became i don't know i shouldn't say successful but in that direction you know and i've been i've had really good luck and i've been very well off because of it and i think that you know there's a lot of a lot of room to grow you know, as a person, just by doing something that you want to do and not necessarily yep. what you have to do, right? Mm-hmm. I have to get my yep, yep. plumbing fixed or I have to get my car wheels changed, you know? And, like, there's so much, so much shit that you have to do. And, like, doing Pokemon, I want to do Pokemon, you know? And that's, yep. where, <laughs> that's where I think, you know, I, there's a lot of more room to grow because... When you enjoy something, wow, that's yep. happiness. I think happiness is almost synonymous with joy. You know, I don't know if they exactly are, but mm-hmm. I think they're really, really close. Yep, yep, I agree. Definitely. So what what else is what else is going on for you? Do you have any plans in the Pokemon world? Like, are you are you trying to open up any boxes? I have some announcements, but we're gonna keep them quiet <laughs> until we do them. <laughs> I am in that weird state now where I don't know what I want to go after next. Okay. So we know Shining Face drops, what, in like two weeks, three weeks, something like that. Something like that. I, I'm i not as excited for Shining Face yet because, like, to me, the, the card that I want the most is the Charizard. Like, when Hidden Face came out, you had a bunch. You had the Mewtwo. You yeah, had the Evolution. All the Evolutions. You had the like, yep. Yeah. And and I know Shining Face wanted to focus more on, you know, Sword and Shield era stuff, which is perfectly fine. You know, I wouldn't mind if I get, like, the Toxtricity and stuff like that. Yeah. But really, the only card I'm looking for is going to be the Charizard. And after hunting for Charizard... I actually... Face, I don't mean to cut you off, but for me, it's the Ditto and the Ditto VMAX. Like, those yeah, Shinies... Like, fucking, the other one that I, I, was I was like, damn, Ditto! Yeah. You haven't looked so good! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to, like, cool collect... I'm going to try to collect some... Or open it, I should say, open some of those. But I'm not as excited as I was for Hidden Face because again, the, the main card I want is the. It was all like but Gen like, One. Right There's a lot of Gen One and Gen Two Pokemon, yeah. dude. Like exactly. everybody fucking. That's why that. I'm kind of biased. Yeah, I'm biased because like I yeah. grew up in a red and blue gold. Because we're old. So it's like when you give it's me like stuff like old. that, 
I'm all I'm all for that. You know what we need? We need more Lugias. What's the last Lugia that came out outside Lost Bro, Thunder? Oh, why like, didn't they put it in fucking Hidden Fates? It was Lost Thunder. I it was know. Sun and Moon. What the fuck, dude? And, like, there are some exactly. cards that I was like, what are you fucking thinking, dude? You guys are fools. <laughs> Who the fuck wants a Buzzwool? <laughs> Please. And stop with the Lapras. Like, how many Lapras do we get in the past, oh my like, God. 10 years? Every set. Every uh, set. But like, I, I'm mostly keeping my eye out for what they do with the 25 anniversary because I know they're doing the McDonald's cards. Um, yep, those are going to be cool. Like, actually, next week, they're doing they, they're reprinting the original cards. They're going to have the little McDonald's stamp. I'm going to try to like go for those. Mm-hmm. But after that, I'm, I'm mostly looking to see what they do next in regards to like the 25-year the anniversary. Um, and then we'll go from there. Right now, like I'm in this weird spot where it's like Pokemon. Like, it, it, I want to open like the old vintage stuff, but it's... It, so expensive now and then when you do get your hands on it you're just thinking like do i really want to open this because once i'm once i open it it's gone it's, it's <laughs> done that. like i just bought i just bought six neo genesis packs uh like a month ago and i just opened them last week yep. you know what i did i bought nine more but now i'm like okay i gotta <laughs> stop because i <laughs> i know i'm gonna want to open those other nine yeah because i know the lugia hasn't been pulled in that box yet so i, I know there's a lugia in that batch number one but the, he said number one two, it's like well i really want to open it because there might be print lines on it they might have centering issues. yeah so I really that was it. like if I do open it, i'm gonna replace it yep and back back in the day like there was i was opening so much that it didn't matter that i didn't get a 10 because you know the next time i opened it i actually got a 10 you know copy and so like mm-hmm. it wasn't mm-hmm. you know something that was out of this realm but like when you get a card it is such an accomplishment to get it yep. just out of the fucking pack, yep. okay? But now you mm-hmm. have a whole another fucking hurdle across the ocean to get this goddamn PSA 10 now. And so yep. Yep. there's when you get the when you get the card and get the 10, for me it's fucking full circle. So my 1010 Charizard pulled that son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Got it signed. 10 fucking 10. That's full circle, baby. Full circle. Yep. And I was just like, we fucking did it, baby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> my my Neo Genesis collection all came from the same box, basically. Nice. So I originally bought six packs. And I got like 90 a pack back then, which was very expensive. Yep. I pulled the Feralgator and a couple other ones. I think I pulled like Feralgator and Pharaohs, Steelix, stuff like that. They all came back as 10. Went back and bought like the rest of the box. That's when I got the Lugia and everything else. It's like, Outside that one single box of the many Neo Genesis packs that were opened, I've never seen ones that were in better shape before. Everything else now either has horrible centering issues or looks yeah. like they were owned by cats. Like, it, it, it sucks, but it's like, the thing about me, it's like, I, I want to open it just for that joy, but it's like, I know the second I open it, it's like, will I be able to get these again? Like, yeah. I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I'm, I'm more, I'm turning into more of a sealed collector just because I know of how hard it is. You know what I want right now, Carlos? Great at packs. Did you see those new cases? The new cases, they're fucking nice. Okay, and I I just got these back not too long ago, so I'll show you them. I don't know if you saw it on my story. There's this guy, the first edition German PSA mm-hmm. ten. Yeah, I I just sent off uh, a, a bunch of packs. I did I did like a couple. Of first yeah, but like packs. look how big and bulky that fucking thing is. You know, like yeah. I wish they would. Those new cases are beautiful. They're nice and they're a little bit slimmer, so like they're at least you know like mm-hmm. when they stack up. Like look at that. That's like fucking. That's that's a yeah. whole damn space. You know. But I got some PSA gonna, ten. You- uh, sh- uh, PSA ten Spanish as well. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna recase yours? Because you can. 
Yeah, um, I don't know. I might and I might not. I'm, I'm, I come from Hispanic heritage, so I was, I, I have to get the first edition Spanish, you know? Right, right. Otherwise, I'm just, you know, I'm not Mexican. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, I, I will get disowned by my own heritage if I do not own Spanish cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> I definitely, that's, that's another huge thing I think is like, you know, a lot of people who, you know, may have like, you know, German heritage or Dutch heritage or Europe, some kind of European heritage or even um, Latin heritage or Asian heritage, you know, all over the world. Mm-hmm. For Bayset, there were so many fucking languages. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I am so happy to see that they had so many different languages. Like, how cool is it to be, you know, oh, I'm Dutch. I'm going to own a Dutch Charizard. Like that's fucking badass. Yep. Like I, uh, mm-hmm. I don't care about the pricing at this point. It's just the, the, the fact that you are getting a Dutch thing. Cause you're Dutch. Like that's fucking cool. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot you know of culture, a day? lot of culture, you know, you know what? I'd love to see one day. Graded booster boxes. I actually I was just talking that. about that. Uh, there is a company that does it. Uh, but, mm-hmm. For me, I, I like to touch and hold them sometimes, you know, like the, mm-hmm. what I have right now, they're shout out to my homie, Silver GT. Um, that's where I got mine from. That's yeah, where I got mine from. That's my fucking boy. Like when he first like came out with these, I was like, yo, I'm being your spokesperson. Let's fucking go. Like I will fucking <laughs> shout you out whatever, no matter what. Mm-hmm. These like, you know, sealed, a sealed, uh, or a graded box, right? You slap some tabs on there. Fucking whatever. I mm-hmm. don't, you know, I want to be able to do this and do this sometimes, you know, yeah, like right, feeling right. that, you know, you're like, oh, it's sealed, touch it, you know, you got to feel, you got to feel the seal. It's still <laughs> sealed, you know, it didn't rip anywhere. Okay. Now we can put it back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I can't, I <laughs> if I can't do that when it's graded, then I don't really want to. <laughs> just to be completely honest like i love boxes and i love feeling them like before these cases came out i really didn't even have cases because i just like didn't Mm -hmm. i dude when he came out on the market with these dude like it was fucking crazy because no there was not really any other cases around that were close to this there was the screw down ones Mm -hmm. which are fucking garbage like who wants to sit here and put eight pieces of fucking plastic together to get get your damn box sealed right and then Mm-hmm. There was a slide one, which I have this one of, you know, decent model, but still fucking yep, kind of garbage, I have right now. you know, doesn't really mm-hmm. work that well, but these magnet ones, wow, what a design. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, shout out yep. silver GT on Instagram. Go get your cases from him. He's definitely the one. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Graded booster boxes. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think they're cool. The concept, but I think it's better to just have your box like that. Like that case is more than enough. Like Silver GT's case yeah. is more than enough to keep me happy to know that my box I is guess, solidified in its value or whatever in condition too. I guess that's the same way I feel about graded games. So I feel you on that. Yeah. Okay. I guess we're the same way then. On yep. And so yeah. you know, you know, it's sealed. You know, it's good. You know, it's real. So let's, yep. what the hell do you need to? T- what does what does yeah, PSA yeah, need yeah. to tell you? What the hell? You know, you know, it's beat up or not beat up. I would just be- <laughs> I would just be curious to see what happens, like, as far as the collectible market. Like, that's mostly what I would want yeah, to see what happens. Yeah, that would like, be interesting. What would a base set box cost as a right. PSA 10? What, right. would that, what would that mean for us to collect? Like, like, I think that my curiosity is just 
peak yeah, for something like a, that more. That's a good thought. That's a good thought for sure. Because, wow, like, a first like, edition. Like, imagine a PSA 10 first edition. Yeah, like, yeah. would that be worth, like, what, $5 million, $10 million? Like, what would happen with that? Because <laughs> right. the other thing is, is, is right, this, this is the main reason why... That's the main reason why I would want to see something like that. Because, again, we talked about this earlier. So when a card is graded, you know how many of those exist in, yep. in PSA 10. In general, you know how many exist. We don't know how many boxes are out there. Yep. So if, if they start grading boxes, you kind of start putting that number on there. And I feel like anybody that still owns a first edition box would want to get it graded. Like I feel like over some time, we would get to yeah. the point where enough people would grade it, where you can actually put a number on how many exist. Right. That would, that, you know what? The authentication part, you know, would probably be like the biggest thing I think for them. Their selling point, mm-hmm. you know, like not even necessarily the grading because they're able to authenticate your box without having to open it. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? One. Because that kind of really ruins the aesthetics of the box, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a sealed fucking box anymore. I don't give a hell if it's got all those tabs on it or not, you know? So that I think that would be interesting if they spun it that way. They're like, we want to authenticate your boxes and seal them forever, you know. So I think that would get a lot of first edition boxes that out in the wild onto a database mm-hmm. of you know we have ten authenticated or whatever. Yep. Or graded a ten or graded whatever, which would be crazy because like you know I I don't know. It's like would you think that that grade is synonymous with the cards that come inside that box? Probably not, you know? And so... Yeah. Uh, I mean, just, just picture this. You get a first edition box, Simon Mitsurita. Bro. Like, that That sounds... That's <laughs> I know a few people with a Mitsuhiro sign box. <laughs> <laughs> My one homie, shout out to Nas over in uh, Norway. NPC Pokemon Collection, mm-hmm. if you ever heard of him. Um, mm-hmm. It's not Pokemon Collection. Pokemon Coalition, excuse me. And... Mm-hmm. uh he owns like a lot of boxes, like a lot of fucking boxes. And mm-hmm. he owns, he owns red, red logo jungle. He owns red logo fossil. Like he owns like a lot of crazy shit that you shouldn't be owning as a box. And <laughs> he has two boxes, base set boxes signed and not only signed in Japanese, but English as well. Uh, from Mitsuhiro mm-hmm. Arita. And like, he's like saving the other right. one. He's like got one that's like, you know, cool and that's the display, but then he's got one that he's saving because he wants to get like signed by like Ken Shigamori and Kaji Kanbuchi mm-hmm. and like all the other artists that were in base set, which would be fucking gnarly. Can you imagine? That would be nuts. Like, that it's like fucking nuts. getting a guitar signed by all the members of Kiss or, you know, the Grateful Dead or whatever the hell you, yeah. you know, what band or whatever, you know, the Beatles, right? Every, every member of the yep. Beatles signed this shit. That's fucking wild. Wild, in my opinion. That would be nuts. <laughs> autographs is like, that's why I like autographs, you know? There's base set was what, like four or five artists, you know, um, that like mm-hmm. actually did all the arts for the cards. Like, of course, like those arts were made by somebody else, not necessarily like those artists, but like Pikachu and Charizard, the, the character was actually created by Etsuko Nishida. She's like a super, super huge uh, lady. She did the Shinings as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like shining, uh, Charizard, shining Mewtwo, and all that. Um, actually, mm-hmm. no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong as hell. 
Don't quote me, guys. I'm sorry. Back up, back up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but she's done like a lot of crazy stuff. She also did, uh, I think, the Dark Espion. I'm pretty sure she did the Dark Espion. But she's done some really, really wild um, cards. And uh, you know what? I'm gonna search that up. You know, because I want to know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of you know cards that were printed or created. But like only a few people actually like you know made uh, made the actual character right like Charizard was only mm-hmm. created by Atsuko Noshida and same with Pikachu. But then for you know these arts, Mitsuhiro Arita drew Pikachu right. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of cards that were drawn drawn by a lot of artists, but only a few that were actually um, drawn by that same artist. So the Shining Charizard is a right, uh, right. Shinida or Yoshida. So maybe. Um. Uh, maybe that's some kind of relation. Wait, no, it's Nishida. Um, there's a there's a lot of things that I think you know these artists would be very interesting to see. You know, like uh, imagine like being that artist and like walking into like a museum or like let's say you're like an offspring of that artist, right? And you walk into a museum and see like the signature on a box and like it's like in a fucking museum like wow like when oh man like when when we get to that point for pokemon uh man that's gonna be really really cool man (laughs) you're gonna start seeing a lot of different things um so yeah yoshida did do the shinings yeah i was right she didn't do those but um it was a lot of you know uh a lot of like speculation of what you know who did what back then but yeah she did all those she actually created those and then mitsuhiro and uh ken shigamori created also a few cards as or a few pokemon as well um for Mm -hmm. the entire thing but it was crazy because like back then it was like super you know male ruled art industries you know back in the 90s Mm -hmm. and so to see atsuko nishida to be a woman and to be like at the top Pokemon royalty, fucking, you know, game freaks, creatures, yep, fucking yep. royalty. And <laughs> that's, you don't see that a lot of other places. And so there's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, she's crazy. I really want to get her signature. Her signature is one of my biggest one. Ken Sugar is a big one, but he doesn't really do signings. And like, I don't really, you know, like his sketches either. I like, uh, you know, like the little Pikachu sketch is not really like the best thing I've ever seen. Um, the, the, Fukuda sketches. I don't know if you've seen any of my cards uh, from that, but I have. Uh, mm-hmm. We grab that. Uh, <clears throat> I have uh, a shining Gyarados, or no, the Gyarados Gold Star, uh, mm-hmm. signed and sketched by Fukuda, but it's got the custom uh, Gyarados sketch. We weren't actually supposed to do that. There was a lot of uh, mm-hmm. a lot of like flack for it because he wasn't supposed to be doing like custom sketches he was only supposed to do like the pre-approved um sketches that were pre-approved by uh pokemon themselves so but for him to do like the the custom sketches was really really wild to see here's that 1010 charizard but i'm looking hey there it is <laughs> so dope i'm definitely like sign cards and the 1010 is probably like my favorite thing, to be honest with you. Like the 1010, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a unicorn. Yep. It's like getting a black label. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Just look at that fucking sketch, bro. So dope. Like Yo, wild. Wild. Like that wasn't wild. supposed to happen. That was not supposed to happen. It's the only one that I know so that came you- out of that that came out of that uh signing with the Gerardo sketch. That's the only one I know of. So if anybody so- is watching this and they know this sketch and they have it, I want to see it. Do you know how they grade signatures? Like, what makes them sign? What makes them grade a signature at nine? Okay, so there's a few criteria. Um, this is coming from you know not being a fucking PSA consultant or anything. So this is just like from grading cards and seeing and grading the authentic or the autograph myself. So there's a few things um, that you want to see with the signature. Full black lines or full inked lines. So meaning mm-hmm. there's no streaks in them. He didn't stop halfway mm-hmm. through the letter or the word or whatever his name and then like continued on, you know, cause sometimes with Sharpies, especially they can blotch as they touch mm-hmm. uh, an object, especially one that's more absorbing. And on a lot of text boxes that aren't holographics, it's a little bit more absorbing. Mm-hmm. So it can, right. it can blotch pretty easy. So if he doesn't have a good, even pen stroke, it can, it can ruin that. And mm-hmm. also sometimes this one didn't get downgraded for it, but it's not really supposed to like go up on the border like that. If you can see. Mm-hmm. So you see how Espeon's okay. ears go up onto the border. I think it's still got the yeah. 10 because the actual signature doesn't touch the border in the sketch. They're so like, oh, okay, we'll let it pass. Right. But okay. the rest of the signature is like immaculate. See how it's like full, nice, thick red lines. There's no streaking mm-hmm. in there. He didn't stop halfway through any of the letters. Um, this one with the Gyarados, you can see where the Gyarados got the nine. Oh, excuse me. If you look right here up in his she or up in his like horn right there, you can see where it gets like a little bit not as solid black and it's like a streak. It's kind of hard to see. My fingernail's okay. dirty too. Gotcha. And uh so it got like a nice <laughs> little streak right there. So I think that's why I got the nine. Um Okay. There's like a few things, you know, that I think there's a criteria on, but it's not an exact science from my point of view. I'm not really I'm not a PSA grader, so like if you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna I'll ask somebody like you. a yeah yeah like a, a PSA grader yeah. would definitely know and be able to tell you that I'm not you know smart enough. I was always curious because like like what 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 makes them decide like right I, yeah my dying, mom actually like, she was talking shit about that too she's like how do you tell somebody his fucking signature ain't good enough like fuck that yeah that's weird <laughs> that's always thought was kind of weird that 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 you can grade uh like signatures like I get yeah. authenticating. It's like, no, it's a real uh, autograph. But, but well, why are we grading it? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I initially I wanted to I wanted to only do that as an authentication, but now I was like, you know what? Let's just let's just do a grade and see what happens. And now it did grade a ten, but I'm like, well, what does that nice. mean? Like, what What does that mean? Was this because like was the perfect uh, sign? Did the marker not run out in the middle of the yeah. signature? Like. <laughs> The streakiness, <laughs> the streakiness is definitely a huge thing. And I see that like I've, I've done a lot of signings. So like streakiness comes from like brand new pens, brand new Sharpies with that nice tip. Right. And what happens is, is that the ink isn't going all the way to that tip because of the way that you move your wrist as you're writing. So you're like touching one side of that tip and then you're suddenly touching the other side of that tip, you know, just by right. writing. So when you have like a, a permanent marker that's kind of been like used a little bit, it kind of like rounds out a little bit. I don't know if you've noticed that with pr- Sharpies, they kind of round out. 
if you have it rounded yeah. out, then you're able to, I think we just stopped recording on the GoPro. Oh, we're out of memory on the GoPro. And um, so there's a lot of... Uh, uh, well, I thought we had another... Well, it doesn't really matter. We can cut it out. Anyways, so there's um, there's a lot of uh, speculation on like what you know makes a signature good, but I don't know. I mm-hmm. whatever. I agree that you know it should just there shouldn't really be an exact science, but like then again, I look at my ten ten and I'm just like, you're fucking beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I am <feel> <laughs> so just like you know, whatever. Let's do it. So. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But yeah, brother, we've been talking for a little bit. If you want to stop, we can stop. It doesn't matter to me. We can continue to go. I have ran out of memory on my GoPro space. 256 gigs out the door. <laughs> but um, yeah, bro, it's been yeah. it's been a great talking with you, man. Like, there's you have a lot of good things to say, and I think that you know that's why a lot of people like you and like your streams. You know, that's why you've been successful mm-hmm. in that space. You got a lot of good things. Well, to again, say. I- Thank you for having me. I love doing these conversations. I can just get lost in them. I feel like we, I feel like we just started five minutes ago, and we're like what an hour and a half deep. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last time day. I looked up, it was a long. It was a well over an hour. Yeah, and I've had like mm. some conversations go like two hours, and so it's you know definitely crazy to see that you know it can happen that yep. way. But thank you very much, Dino. Uh, you, you go by is your name actually Dino? Yeah, that's my oh, real name. That's awesome. That's awesome. Your fr- your parents were fans of Flintstone, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I so I was born in Europe. I'm Bosnian. So yeah, yeah. I actually Bosnia, like Bosnia, yeah. Italy. Yeah, the Bosnia, Italy area is like a very, very common name. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're all watching Flintstones. <laughs> um, there's actually uh, uh, a Greek place. I don't know if it's actually Greek, but they sell euros there, and it's called Dino's Euros. I don't know if yeah, like I know a, what you're talking about. A franchise, I think, all over the country. But yeah, yeah. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, homie, thank you for coming on to the show. Um, we'll definitely have to come sure. have you thank come you on again. Me. And uh next time we're gonna open up some packs and we'll fucking we'll have some pack I'm battles. Down. And like I'm we'll down. see we'll see <laughs> you can pull something better, huh? <laughs> it might take me a while. If it's Neogenesis, I'm I'm gonna pull Lugia. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and if you do, that's not gonna be fair. You know, like what the fuck? I'm gonna have to pull a shining or something. <laughs> fucking gold star. Like one in two hundred pack fucking pull to beat that. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> but thank you, homie. You have a great night. It's been it's been awesome to have you on you the too. show, and I hope that uh we get to talk again soon. And this has been Forever Collector, talking collectors anonymous. We are out.